with your host, Elder Christine Pearson. I'm the senior elder of Ancient of Days Ministries International. We are an outreach ministry commissioned by Christ to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery which was hidden in God before the foundation of the world. And this mystery is Christ in you, the hope of glory, and to preach the unsearchable riches of Christ Jesus, my Lord. I greet you in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Lord Jesus, and so glad to have in the studios here at Heavenly Host International Radio, Apostle Hosea McGill and Elder Diane Renzi. So glad to be in the midst of you. I was... Uh, so glad that uh, the Lord uh, had us on this fast, you know, and uh, what's happening is that uh, I was on two service, two churches fasting, and uh, and what happened is that I was on two of them, and I went along with their fast, and it was glorious. You do have to, you know, turn the plate down, and and, and watch what you're eating. I had given up my coffee, you know, <laughs> and, and other things. Uh, not so much TV and getting involved with uh, worldly activities. Just kind of shut down so that we can hear from the Lord. There's so many voices, as I was sharing with Elder this morning, there's so much distraction and voices and everything going on right now. Uh, but what is important is that you, you yourself, take time out of your busy day, your busy schedule, shut down, and hear what thus saith the Lord. Because what he says is truth. Amen. And it is no lie. It is impossible for him to lie. You're going to hear a lot of misinformation. Uh, you're going to hear a lot of lies and, and uh, what we call deceivableness of unrighteousness. And, and all kind of stuff on the airways. You better make sure you are, uh, you be careful what you hear. Because everything you hear, I don't care who it's from, it doesn't necessarily mean it's true. And as an individual, even a member of the body of Christ, it is your job to search the scriptures. It is your job to try the spirits, to see if they are a God. Not just listen and everything that people say, just, just dive right in and believe it. Because some of the most sincere, uh, prominent people are, are, are saying things, and they are deceptions. They are not truth. I don't care what title they got behind their name. I don't care. <clears throat> like I was, I worked in the operating room and I used to observe a lot of these interns while they were doing surgery. I watched them. And so so many people, they they, they see see the word MD behind their name and they say, Oh, let me tell you, some of them got that MD with a C average, do you understand? <laughs> so and, and you don't know how they got the grace. Doesn't matter. You beloved, as John said in the first chapter of John four, beloved. Believe not every spirit, try. but try, test, prove yeah. the spirit to see if it's of God. I don't yeah. care even if it's even if it's a, a doctor, lawyer, Indian chief. You try, you check 
to see what's going on with that person because anything can come out of the mouth. People can say anything. That doesn't mean it's true. There's only one person where it says in Hebrews, it is impossible for him to lie. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Now you can trust him with all of your heart. You can believe him because he is incapable of lying. So when he says something, it's true. And it will come to pass. Amen. God bless you. I love you. So glad you could tune in today. On our last broadcast, we were in Revelations, the 8th chapter. I'd like for you to turn to that with me. We went through uh, uh, Revelations uh, 8, 3, and, well, yeah, 8, 3, 4, and 5. We kind of got into 3 and 4, but I said I was going to get into depth on uh, Revelations 8 and 5 today, which I will do. Uh, <clears throat> as you know, uh, during, between the time that I meet with you from the last broadcast to this, I'm in prayer. I got my ears open to hear what the Lord is saying, and sometimes he tells me that I need to review certain things because it may not have come out as clear as it needed to be clear. And he had me do an exercise this morning while in prayer, and it was in Romans. If you have your Bibles, turn to Romans 8.27. Uh, and I'm going to show you how he did <laughs> how he did the exercise with me. And uh, when I do it with you, you're going to see how it becomes so much clearer when I show you the exercise he did. Amen. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord, for the reading of your precious holy word. Uh, okay, in Romans 8, 27, this is what he, he had me do, like a return demonstration with him this morning. And it says, uh, Romans 8, 27, And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints. And when I got to that part, he said, say it again. He maketh intercession for the saints. And again, Lord Jesus maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So Jesus basically is an intercessor who is praying on our behalf. It is he that is making intercession for us, the saints, according to the will of God. Uh, uh, when we uh, go through uh, Romans 8.27, it's telling us that Jesus prays his own words through us when he goes before the Father. It's like when we said uh, in Romans 8.3, uh, and another angel came and stood at the altar having a golden censer, and there was given unto him much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar, which is before God. So in the spiritual realm, like we said last week, it is Jesus that is making intercession for the saints according to the will of God, and it's like adding incense to our prayer. His incense or his role, his prayers, his uh, actual 
righteousness, what he adds to our prayers, it purifies the prayer, okay? It actually puts in what should be in the prayer according to his omniscience and what shouldn't be in the prayer. Because sometimes we pray, how many of you know we pray selfish prayers? How many of you know we pray vindictive prayers? You know. But he comes in and he intercedes, makes intercession for us according to the will of God. That's his role. That's why he's telling everybody you ought to pray. Because if you don't pray, he doesn't get an opportunity to intercede on your behalf concerning what's going on in your life. You can pray about anything. And he uh, will make intercession for you according to the will of God. Amen? I didn't mean, you know, in 1 John it said, if we ask anything according to the will of God, he heareth us. And if we know that he heareth us, we know that we have the petitions or the requests that we have asked. You see how this working together? I'm teaching you principles of the kingdom. All right? So if you haven't been praying, you need to start praying every day, all day, as much as you can. And if you have the Holy Ghost, if you haven't uh, uh, received the Holy Spirit, I suggest that you receive it because you can get your prayer language and can pray in tongues. Amen? And the Bible tells us that if a man prays in tongues, he does not speak to men, but he speaks to God. Amen? You can have direct access to the throne of grace, where you can obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. All right, that's in Hebrews 4. So Christ is uh, righteousness is added with the prayers of the saints. That's what Romans 8.27, the Holy Spirit said I needed to clarify that because it tells us that <clears throat> that he maketh intercession, praise God, for the saints according to the will of God. And you know that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us, and if we know that he heareth us whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked. John, tell you how to get your prayers answered. Now, Jesus prays his own words, praise God, over the situation as an intercessor. And his intercession for the saints are in harmony with God's will. He pleads for God's own people in God's own way, according to the New English Bible. Praise God. So this is why uh, when you go into prayer, you really should take time each and every day. You need to pray about your children. You need to pray about the street that you live on, your city. You know, how many of you know, uh, just found out that Los Angeles had two, I mean, California had two mass shootings. Two. Down a hundred, uh, quite a few people lost their lives. 
You need to be praying for your city, praying for your mayor, praying for your councilman, praying for your county, praying for your governor, especially body of Christ. And we need to, to counteract the influence of principalities and powers that are talking in their mind about what evil they ought to be doing. Even people that are involved in violent acts. You need to uh, single those out in the spirit, Father, those that are uh, anticipating or contemplating doing violent acts or mass shootings. Those people. I come against the principalities and powers, especially powers, that are influencing their thoughts to do evil. And I cut off that communication. I command them to be silent. And I then I pray the angels of the Most High God will overtake them and overturn what their plots and their plans are. Uproot it. Overthrow it. In the name of Jesus. To thwart the counsel of the oppressor. Stop it. Overturn it. Abort it. War against it. That's what you are as a, a royal priesthood. That's what you do as an intercessor. You're interrupting the plans of the transgressor. That, that, that's what we're here for, you know. That's our job. I'm going to get to Romans 8 5 for you that are saying, when you going to get to Rome? Revelations 8 5, rather. I'm going to get there. Don't worry. And plus, um, I'm going to be on... Uh, Facebook again tomorrow around 2.30 because I, I, I got a lot, you know, when you come off of a fast, uh, sometimes it takes a day or two, maybe a week, and then the Holy Spirit just started downloading a lot of stuff, and I had a lot of stuff I had to download, and I'm going to be sharing that, uh, a lot of it on the broadcast tomorrow for those of you that are able to tune in, you know, Facebook, 2.30, tomorrow here at Heavenly Host International Radio. Okay, now, so we see Jesus' role in this. And see, this is another thing. Even though I may pray and decree a thing, like I, I said uh, Sunday, when I had to minister Sunday morning, I say, even though we pray and decree things, like you might decree that a person will... Uh, will not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. We may speak those things, but we have an intercessor who who prays according to the will of God. See, God sees the overall timeline. He sees what's coming up next. He sees what, what will happen if this person stays on the earth too long. He sees all the things that we don't see. So even though we might pray and decree a thing, like we say, we have an intercessor, Romans 8, 27, and we know, and he that searcheth the hearts of your spirit, know what is the mind of your spirit and the Holy Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. See, he know all the things in God's, timeline that we don't know. So he can take our prayers and intercede on our behalf 
according to the will, even the timeline of God. And so we are in, like I said, <clears throat> we are in harmony with God's will. His intercession for the saints are in harmony with God's will. Amen. He pleads for God's own people in God's own way. Now, <clears throat> I just thank the Holy Spirit for allowing me to make that clearer because many times we read and we don't have full understanding, but the Bible tells us to get wisdom and with all of our getting to get understanding. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Understanding. Amen. And uh, the Lord is understanding. He tells us that in Proverbs. He said, counsel is mine. I am understanding. And he has infinite understanding. Amen. Praise God. I think Holy Spirit, I finished that up. Now, let's go back to Revelations. Praise God. And we're going to go to uh, Revelations, the 8th chapter. Praise God for those of you that have your Bibles. <clears throat> and I'm going to start at Revelations 8 and 3. Uh, <clears throat> and it says here, this is when we're in prayer, I want you to understand what actually is going on. Uh, let's start at 1. And when he had opened the seventh seal, Revelations 8 and 1, there was silence in heaven about a, the space of a half an hour. And I saw the seven angels which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. Understand that before the throne of God are seven angels. And this is going to be important when we get down to Revelations 8 and 5. And another angel came, which we have already identified as our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and stood at the altar having a golden censer, which is a fire fan that, that holds hot coals, which came with the prayers of the saints. All right? Ascended, uh, uh, I'm sorry, and there was given unto him much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all saints. <clears throat> upon the golden altar which was before the throne. Also, we see seven angels before the throne of God. And then we see this golden altar, which we call the altar of incense in the old tabernacle. That's what it was, the altar of incense. Verse 4, And the smoke of the incense, which is Christ's righteousness, which came with the prayers of the saints, ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. Verse 5. And the angel took the censer and filled it with fire of the altar and cast it unto the earth. And there were voices and thunderings and lightnings and an earthquake. Praise God. And uh, I wanted to kind of go uh, talk to you about uh, this in eight, uh, three or four. We see here where Jesus 
stood, praise God, uh, at the altar with a golden censer, and it was given to him much incense that we uh, identify as frankincense, which is a, a white powder that the high priest used to use before they went into the Holy of Holies. Because right before the Ark of the Covenant, which is in the Holy of Holies, is always this altar of incense. And normally what the high priest would do in the, uh, the uh, old tabernacle, old covenant tabernacle, they would get hot coals, hot fiery coals off of the brazen altar, which is in the court. Now the brazen altar is where they did the sacrifices of the animals, where they would cut and the blood would soak into those coals. All right, and it always represents redemption or remission of sin. So here we find the same situation with this angel here. Uh, and the angel came and stood at the altar having a golden censer, and there was given unto him much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar, uh, which was before the throne. All right you find the same incident of this situation in Exodus 37 and 25, when the high priest came before the Ark of the Covenant. Now he would take a handful of this incense, which included stacti, anica, galbanum, frankincense, a handful of it, all right? And he would pour it over them hot coal, fiery coal, and it would create a plume of smoke, which basically, went, as he entered into the Holy of Holies, which nobody else goes into, it would be like a smoke area. And there, he would have on his breastplate a judgment that carried the Urim and the Thummim. The Urim is lights and perfection. The thumbin is complete truth. The priest had to have that on his breast, but you know, before he went in there. You couldn't just walk in there. If you did, you'd die there. You had to have a specific uh, garment expectation and know what God wants before you walk in his presence. And so once he would get in there many times, those lights on the Urim would light up and God would speak to him, you know. And if he had questions, the light of the Urim would light up. I think maybe once for yes or no, twice for no, something like that. I'm not all that, I had to go back and dig a little bit into that. But he wore it upon his, his chest. That means that he carried the burden for the people, just like our Lord Jesus Christ. When he came, he took our burden upon him. The Lord laid upon him the iniquity of us all. He took it upon himself. He took the handwriting that was against us and the ordinances that was contrary to us. He took it out of our way and nailed it to his cross. Amen? Amen. He took upon him the sins of the world. And by his blood, his blood, 
he remitted the sin. All right? Okay? So here we are having prayer now. We're in, he's interacting in the prayer according to the will of God for the saints that are praying. And I'll reiterate, no prayer, nothing happens. Little prayer, little bit happens. Lots of prayer, a lot of things happen. Amen. And prayer will change everything. It will change the course of what's going on in your life, in your family. It will alter, interrupt. Christ can intervene in the trajectory of what's going on in your life. He can come in and oh, turn it all the way around. Interrupt it. Send it away if necessary, if it's harmful. Prayer is vital. It's critical. When Jesus told us in Luke 18 and 1, he said, men ought always, always to pray and not faint. How many of you know that, that things are going wrong in your life and you kind of wonder why? Or the fact that you want things to turn around. You don't want things to continue to go on like it is, maybe with your children. Maybe with your neighborhood. Maybe with your city. Could you imagine mass shootings, two or three of them here in Ohio? Probably around in your neighborhood. You don't know where these, and they ain't found the people, some of them. Some of the people that's doing all of this, I call them, you know, they haven't found them. They're still on the, on the large. And you don't know where they're going to hit next. Do you know that prayer can interrupt that? Prayer can shut it down, especially in your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Amen. Now, now let's go down to, uh, I got so much here. I think I'm bringing up some of that on tomorrow. Praise God. Revelation 8 and 5. And, praise God, got a lot of time. And the angel took the censer and filled it with fire of the altar and cast it into the earth and there were voices underlined that with the red pen and thunderings underlined that with the red pen lightnings underlined that and an earthquake because you're going to see when those four entities come together it usually represents that God is on the scene voices thunderings lightning and earthquakes this is what Elijah dealt with this is what David dealt with amen this is what happened right after uh the Lord showed John on the Isle of Patmos things that must shortly come to pass. Amen. And also, I want you to, when you see the vo voices, I want you to kind of put an arrow there and say, like a trumpet. 
put that up in there, tuck it up there, away in there where it said voices like a trumpet. Because that's what John heard on the Isle of Patmos in Revelations 4 and 1. He heard somebody talking to him, and it was like someone uh, talking with, as a trumpet. As a trumpet. And I think you see it also in uh, Revelations 1 and 10 where the Lord is talking to him like a trumpet. And we're going to see that same trumpet at the rapture. The Lord shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God. You know God has a trumpet. He has a trumpet. I ain't talking about these angels that people say are goddamn trumpet. I'm talking about God has a trumpet. And he talks, when he talks, many times it sounds like a trumpet. Amen. Praise God. Anyway, now, uh, I want you to understand this part of Revelation 8 and 5. Let's kind of rehash. The angel of the Lord has, has added his righteousness, which is the Lord, his righteousness with our prayers and the incense of his righteousness, like we say, it's like a cloud of incense, and it goes up out of his hand before the golden altar, which is before the throne of God. So it's going right up to glory where God sitteth. God is the one who makes the final determination on our prayers. Some prayers, like he told Cornelius, uh, in Acts, your prayers that come up as a memorial, your alms, your giving, and your prayers have come up before God as a memorial, like a pillar. I mean, it, he would do a big time giving and praying until he, God had to dispatch an angel down to Cornelius, who was not a Jew, and tell him, go call uh, Simon Peter. Go get him. Because he's going to tell you something that you need to know. I'm going to bless you. Amen. I'm going to bless you. But you got to get Peter so he can explain it to him. And to him, to Cornelius. And when when Peter came to Cornelius' house, Cornelius had his old family there. Amen. I mean, they, he had people coming in and everything to receive Peter. And amen, while Peter was up there talking to them about the Lord, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them. And they began to speak in tongues and prophesy right there. So this is what happened when Cornelius, who was not, he was a, an Italian. He was not a Jew. Amen. But he gave alms and prayed to God all the time. And God said, go get Peter. Peter going to bless you and your house. See? See, this is why I'm saying it's important for you to pray. Now, in uh, Revelations 8 and 5, it represents an aspect of prayer that brings judgment. Now, I don't know what everybody was praying about, but I know in this particular aspect, and there's other aspects where God came down, we just mentioned one, and Cornelius because of his prayers. But in this one, in Revelation 85, 
is indignation toward his enemies. That's why this angel took a censer and filled it with fire. Fire always represents judgment, okay? Our God is a consuming fire. Amen. Uh, let me see, I got here. Uh, basically, this fire is, the word is uh, esh, E-S-H, and it represents the power of God, his lightning, and his fiery law. It represents judgment where God is going to burn up some stuff. He's going to shut down some stuff. Amen. And this is why I'm saying we need to pray because some things in your realm that God has assigned you to needs to be shut down. Even in your schools, what your children are learning, some of the stuff that you may not have uh, control over what school they go to. But you need to know what your children are learning in that school and what they are being introduced to in your school. And some of you, you may not be able to, to deal with some of the stuff, but you can definitely go into prayer and have the Lord shut that thing down. Amen? You can operate uh, like, like it tells us over in Job with God. You know, he can overturn a thing in the night. He don't need no jury. He don't need no evidence. I mean, he don't need to, to make a federal case about a thing. He can shut it down. In a, he can overthrow kings. Amen? He can thwart the wise in their own craftiness. Amen? God can do it. And some of the things, when God does it, your name ain't involved in it. You don't have to worry about somebody retaliating against you because God did this. But because you prayed, you brought your petition up to God. You spent time with God and making let your request known to God like it says over in Philippians. Make your request known to God in Philippians 4. God can analyze the situation and he know the key people who's involved or who's instituting or instigating the thing. He can shut them down, get them fired, whatever, stop the favor on their life, you know, make when they when they speak, you know, confusion, like he does. He can send confusion in the camp and nobody know what nobody's doing. And it'd be like the Tower of Babel. He, he, he confound their language, and they couldn't even finish building that tower because they didn't understand what the other folk was saying. God knows all kind of ways to turn a thing around. But you got to make your request known. Amen. Now, in this one, uh, I'm going to, I got Isaiah 66, 14. Let's turn to that one and see what, uh, I wrote that down. And it gives us an idea about revelations uh, <coughs> 8 and 5. Isaiah 66 and 14. 
And when you see this, your heart shall rejoice, and your bones shall flourish like a herb, and the hand of the Lord shall be known toward his servants, and his indignation towards his enemies. Amen. Praise God. And it says, For behold, the Lord will come with fire and with his chariots like a whirlwind to render his anger with fury and his rebuke with flames of fire. For by fire and by his sword will the Lord plead with all flesh, and the slain of the Lord shall be many. See, another name uh, for, for the Lord of hosts is the Lord Sabaoth. Amen. <laughs> Come on now. Amen. He's a mighty warrior, a ruthless warrior, a dread champion, a mighty terrible one. Amen. He knows how to fight a battle. He knows all kind of ways to fight a battle. I was thinking about um, when the angel of the Lord came and smote those 185,000 Syrian soldiers in a night. Do you know what happened? It wasn't that there was any kind of combat, you know, with swords or anything, but he sent a fire within the camp of those men, and this fire... It burned them up from the inside out. My Lord. And when they came to see all these, so they were dead bodies. And and, and and the Israelites, they just came and took the spoil. It was three days taking all the spoil. But they didn't even need to fight in this battle. We've heard that term. This battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. You know, how he told Jehoshaphat, you know, when they were coming out to battle. He said, when you hear moving in the trees, you know, that's me. <laughs> and, and wiped out all of their enemies. Many times we try to fight in the natural. We get pick a sign. We go to the, the, the principal and, and tell them, you know, you don't do that. They don't, they don't pay no attention to you. And, and, and some of y'all going to wind up in jail because they don't want you. They don't want you preaching and picketing about what they doing. And they can drop any kind of charge and, and put you under the jail. But what happens? It's when you pray in the spirit. When you go to the Lord in prayer, God is in the invisible realm. Amen. No, no natural man can behold the things of the spirit of God. See, he's into the five senses. We got six. One of them is faith. However, God can go in a realm that nobody can see, invisible, and take care of business. You know, I, we had on our street at one time, Elder, uh, some young men, you know, that that was going around breaking in and robbing stuff. And I, you know, on my street, I stand guard. I'm a watchman on my street. I'm always, and I got it even in my window. Watch. I watch on my street. And I want every little thing to go down, and I keep my ears open to my neighbors to see what's happening on my street. And I go directly in prayer. Now, those little guys was going around because my neighbor down the street, uh, he said, I, they were trying to, I, I saw them, they were trying to rob me. I said, oh, really now? I didn't know it. He told me they were trying to, he didn't know that I was a intercessor that was going to go directly in prayer. But anyway, he said they were trying to rob him. 
And you know, if I get out, out there and say something to them, they could burn my house down and say, oh, you ain't got no business trying to rob Brother Tommy over here. You know, but I took it to the Lord in prayer. Do you know what happened? They went over in another city in Ohio and robbed a gas station. The police caught them. Them very people that were trying to rob my neighbor, they, been, they sentenced them. It was very harsh. They sent them to 28 years in jail. Oh, they suck. 28 years. So they're no longer on my street going to rob anybody. So you need to be on the lookout, uh, royal priesthood, that's holy nation, for your realm. If whatever street you live on, that's your realm. That's good. Those are your neighbors. God. You didn't choose those neighbors. You didn't choose them. And, and, and I'm going to tell you another thing. Uh, we had this snow just the other day. It was so blinding, you yeah. couldn't even see. And I had snow everywhere. And, you know, i just been in prayer. When I got it the next day, somebody had plowed my driveway out and shoveled all the snow in front of my house. I don't know who did it. All I know that when I got out there, my, my yard was done. But I, what I'm saying, I know my neighbors did it, but God gave me those neighbors. He put those neighbors around me. You know, uh, I got another neighbor that was saying, uh, I need some food. I gave him three big bags of food. And that wasn't the first time, so that's why he kept coming, because I know he don't make much money. And with the way prices are tonight, today, he can't really buy food like he wants to. Well, people give me food all the time. And I'll be praying, Lord, I need to find somebody to give all this food to and he asked me the other day, and I said, okay, tomorrow, honey, he can already carry all them bags and out. Kill the See, that's what I'm saying. You in charge. Yeah. You supposed to be watching. You're not sent here to the earth just to be uh, 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 somebody to sit on the pew. Yeah. You're supposed to be functioning and operating in the kingdom of God, advancing it. You know, how is God going to give you rule over 10 cities and you that's have no side. training you are not learning anything that's good how are you going to say well done uh good and faithful servant you've been faithful over two cities i'm gonna get i'm you've been faithful over a few things i'm gonna make you ruler over two cities you haven't learned the principles and how god operates or, or nothing this is our training ground yeah when we get to the millennium thousand year reign we supposed to be to learn something so that we can rule and reign he's going to rule with a rod of iron do you know what that means and 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 it's been in your bible for the last two thousand years but we <laughs> we in the body of christ we don't yeah, even know yeah. what it means to reign with a rule uh, reign with a rod of iron and that's how he's going to rule the millennial kingdom i'm just trying to provoke you to Go and study about these things because this is real. We live in, in reality. And it's just a matter of time. We're going to have to walk in the things that the Lord has shown us. Yes. Amen. Uh, the vengeance of the Lord here. Let's see. I got Jeremiah 51 and 11. Let's go over there and see what that says. Because I have so much. Y'all see all this. I can't write everything down. You know, so I just put the scripture there, hoping that, you know, 
it will back up like Revelations 8 and 5. So we got Jeremiah 51 and 11 here. Let's start at 10. Uh, the Lord hath brought forth our righteousness. Come and let us declare in Zion the work of the mm -hmm. Lord our God. Make bright the arrows, gather the shield. The Lord has raised up the spirit of the kings of the Medes, for his device is against Babylon to destroy it, because it is the vengeance of the Lord, the vengeance of his temple. Here we find in Revelation 8 and 5 how God is going, when he throws this censer down, is filled with fire of the altar, and he cast it into the earth, and there were voices, thunderings, lightning, and an earthquake. Tomorrow, I'm going to get into all of those four things I just told you. Because that is significant to show you what happens when God comes on the scene. We saw it with Elijah when he's running from Jezebel. You know, and he came to this cave, and it says uh, he saw fire. You know, he thought he he heard uh, 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 an earthquake and all of this. God wasn't in it, but a still small voice. But that lets you know that God is on the scene when you see these lightnings, voices, thunderings, and an earthquake. You know, that lets you know that He takes care of business. Amen. So. We got to go behind the scene and see how God answers prayer, how he deals with us uh, concerning when we go forth and when we pray and see how God operates uh, uh, behind the scenes. I think I got one more I might want to share with you. We're going to go in about David. So uh, tomorrow I'm going to started uh, Psalms 18. So this is how he dealt with David. Uh, how he dealt with Moses. You remember when, when they uh, came to Horeb and he had to, uh, God came down on the mountain and, and, and it was an earthquake, it was fire, people were trembling in their boots. He, Moses said how he was trembling when God came down on Mount Sinai and it was I mean, they said Mount Sinai was in a smoke. So there you go with the cloud of incense. All of this. You see it. God has been showing it to us all along, but we have not recognized it. And I thank God. That's why he, he had me preach unsearchable, the unsearchable riches. Things I got to really dig deep so I can bring it out and make it clear. So you will see that God has been operating like this all along. But you didn't recognize that it was God. But now you're going to recognize when uh, God comes on the scene. All right? You will recognize the characteristics which are typical to the arrival of God on the scene. Amen? Well, I'm going to open it up for our elders. And uh, if you have anything to say, because I will pick this up. Uh, tomorrow, 2.30 here at the studios of Heavenly Host International Radio. Uh, I will be here, and we're going to pick up some more about 
the smoke of the incense. Amen. Mm. So I'm open up to the elders. You have something you would like to share. Oh, praise God. I, I was listening when you first started out. You said uh, something very, very important, especially for us as believers, that it's impossible for Jesus to lie. Mm -hmm. He couldn't profess to be the truth if he was to lie. Amen. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. Even told us, and this helps us, you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Yes. Him being the truth. Amen. And if we're going to follow anything, we ought to follow the truth. Amen. He can't lie. And, and, and that's, that's important for me. Because mm -hmm. it would make sense for us to seek the truth yes. and follow a liar. Come on now. Uh, we were deceived by Satan, who is the liar, the father mm -hmm. of lies. He was a liar from the beginning, the Bible tells us. Yes. But I thought that was very important, and I just wanted to uh, uh, go back to that, uh, mm -hmm. understanding that our faith, and when we're praying, because mm -hmm. we're talking about prayer and interceding, he said, in my name. I heard that last week as we were talking. Yes. Uh, Whatever you ask in my name, my father will do it. Amen. Praise God. So that's to... um, in Hebrews six eighteen. Yeah. Can I read that? Amen. Uh, in Hebrews six eighteen, for those of you that have a Bible uh, to co uh, corroborate what Apostle just said, it says uh, Hebrews six eighteen. We'll start seventeen. Yeah. 16. <laughs> yeah, for men verily swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife. Yeah. Therein, God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise, that's us, the immutability uh -huh. of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath. That by two immutable, that word immutable means unchangeable. Unchangeable, yes. Right. Unchangeable things. Thank you, Lord. In which it was impossible, impossible Come on. for God to lie. Amen. Glory. We might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us which hope we have as an anchor Thank you, Lord. of yes. the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enter into that within the veil where the forerunner for us is entered, even Jesus Thank you, Lord. made our high priest forever yeah. after the water of Melchizedek. Amen. Yeah. There you go, Pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you, he gave us that authority. Mm -hmm. to pray. In James chapter 5, it talks about how Elijah prayed that it did not rain. Amen. That, so we know that that authority, that same ability is in the believer. Amen. Uh, yes. it, because we're following after the example of Christ. Mm -hmm. uh, and he put that in us to mm -hmm. do. Uh, you talked about being watchmen and watching over. Mm -hmm. uh, the other day, and it's funny that you talked about the snow, uh, I went out to shovel my steps in my sidewalk and as I was going on the outside of the hedges of my house 
the Lord said, now do your neighbors. Now, I've done it before, but these are new people next door. Mm. And the Lord said, show yourself friendly. <laughs> While I was shoveling, the Lord said, now pray for them. Okay. And I was shoveling and praying. Now, I I didn't stand around and wait for them to see me do it. Or none of that. <laughs> you know, wait for them to come home. Hey, I shoveled you. None of that. <laughs> because the Lord had instructed that. And God wants the glory. Yes. Uh, yeah, and, and whatever it does to compel them to God. Because mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure that there's going to be an introduction or acquaintance made. Uh, but I have to show myself friendly. Mm -hmm. And in the prayer, Lord, keep them. Mm -hmm. As you keep my house, keep theirs. Yeah. We ought to be watching. Yes. We just heard about the, the, the killings over in the yeah. mass shooting in California. Mm -hmm. All those lives. And the, and the answer, man's answer is more guns. Mm. God's answer is pray without mm -hmm. ceasing. Uh, we can combat that. That doesn't mean that killings aren't going to happen. But but there are rams that we are to protect mm -hmm. for the glory yeah. of God. Thank you, Lord. You know, I tell you, I got those those guys, young guys, you know, young people, don't, they don't think no. all that, you know, soberly. And some yeah. of them have not been trained. They have yeah. not been taught anything about uh, uh, human life and how sacred yeah. it is. And, some of them are in gangs, and, and some of them, you know, when they're in the gangs, they got to be this type of person. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I had no control over what they learned. Yeah. But I do have control over the realm of authority That's that God good. has given me. Yeah. And God can see whether or not, if I pray for them to, you know, stop or get off my street, God will determine whether or not maybe somebody can talk to them. Or maybe he got to move them out of the way because he can see down the road mm -hmm. that they're going to do some damage yeah. to other people, maybe even me on my street. Yes. So he sees what I don't see. So we must pray, acknowledge God, you know, make your request known. Yeah. You know, and the other thing with that is we don't know when you say because God sees down the road, even a perpetrator of a crime there's still purpose for that life. Yes. So who's to say that your intercession on behalf of those young men stopped them, even though they, they're now incarcerated, mm -hmm. stopped them from perpetuating something that was not only going to affect their lives, but somebody else and cut off somebody else's purpose and destiny. Yeah. In interceding for somebody who's perpetrated a crime, you could also cause them to stop yes. those kinds of activities yes. in order for them not to thwart their own destiny. That's true. Yeah. That's and true. I think that's a powerful thing, <laughs> that it's not just for the immediacy of a thing, Absolutely. but it could be for the future Absolutely. that God has for them. Because he says that he's yeah. given each one of us a hope and a future, yeah. a purpose and a plan right. in his divine scheme of things. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord. The other thing that I liked this morning that you brought out was the scripture from Proverbs 8, uh, 8 14, I think it is, where um, uh, it, it talks about God being both counsel and understanding. Oh. Amen. Why wouldn't we want to partner 
with somebody who is both counsel and understanding. To seek him in all of our doings and being able to pray effectively. Yes, that's true. Because we've sought his counsel and we understand that he already Mm. has the understanding of Mm. a thing. So if we're praying according to his will and according to his purpose and intent, we are definitely going to see God intervene in the midst of that because we've already sought him for counsel and understanding of the matter. And I think that's one of the good things when um, we're admonished in the scripture that not to pray amiss. Proverbs 8 here. Proverbs 8.14. Counsel is mind and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. Read it first before. I like, yeah, 13. The fear of the Lord is is to hate evil, pride and arrogancy, and the evil way, and the forward mouth do I hate. Mm -hmm. 14 again, counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding, I have strength. When I looked at that word, I am understanding, some one version version said, uh, his his understanding is infinite. And you made a good point because not only, a lot of people say, oh, well, they got... 28 years in prison. However, that 28 years, who knows what kind of rehab That's reform good. Come on here. they will have yeah, yeah. that will save their life. Come yes. on here. They may change their hearts and start serving God. Yeah, yeah. God is able to make all things work together for good. That's Absolutely. Good. So even though we might say, oh, well, they go going to prison and this and that. I know a lot of people in prison that it worked out for them and they came out serving God. Yes. They went to chapel in the prison. They got born again, received the Holy Spirit in prison. Wherein, if they was out on the street, they might have lost their life. And God would not have necessarily been able to get their attention. Yeah. You know, there are things probably in each of those little those young men mm-hmm. that God innately wants to draw out of mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Look at who's to say that in maybe less than twenty eight years they come out and and they may have developed programs yeah. Yeah. that could be beneficial to yes. other young people. Yeah. They may have discovered something right. that would be beneficial to advance the kingdom uh-huh. of God. And they have not only the experience, but now God can give them a voice to reach others. So we need to understand that our intercession goes beyond just what we see right now. And the reason we can have the confidence that that's the case is because of this very scripture, that God is counsel, he is understanding. I'm going to share another thing. One of those young men, and his sister, I used to, you know, have, have him come up on my porch and I'll, you know, give him little Bibles and stuff like that. And the boy, he began to play basketball. That brother could play basketball. And he said, he, I said, how you doing? His name was D. Del Rey or something. I'm doing Del because he kind of, as he got older, he kind of got away from But while he was playing, he said, I want to be like LeBron James. And he got mixed up with the wrong crowd. But I remember, that was years ago, I used to bring him up on my porch, 
you know, and sit down and talk with him and his sister. Uh -huh. And then he got involved with the wrong crowd and, and uh, whatever. But I do remember praying for them before they even got into that. So even, like I said, you are, just consider yourself the priest of your street. Yeah. And opportunities wherein you could either minister to the children. You see little kids playing outside. Pray for them. Yeah. Pray for you don't have to know them. Pray for them to protect them from, from car accidents. You know, cars yeah. could come by and hit them. Yeah. And stuff like that. When they go by at your house, uh, smile at them and say, yeah. how you doing? You know, you don't have to, uh, they'll see your smile. And then you can go home and pray for these people. Yeah. We need, that's why Jesus tells us we need to always pray. Because he can get involved in the situation. Yeah. He knows things that you don't know going on in their families. Yeah. I remember that little girl that I would have of her. Her mother would beat her so bad because that of Oh, it just tore my heart. But I prayed for that girl and prayed for the, the boy. You know, you don't know what's going on in these kids' lives. Yeah. Right there, your neighbors, you need to pray. Pray. Pray without ceasing. Amen. I'm going to take up all the elders' time. Y'all go ahead. The involvement that we have even from a distance in the lives Amen. of the people around us is so powerful. Yeah. I remember years ago listening to uh, Moody Radio and one of the, the ministers shared a story of a young girl who had left home uh, in pursuit of uh, acting, an acting career. And uh, she left and went to New York City and apparently things didn't go the way she thought. And she ended up committing suicide. Wow. Mm. And when they found her belongings on the Brooklyn Bridge, because she had jumped off the Brooklyn Bridge, in her handbag or amongst her things they found was a note that said, if you find this note, it means nobody smiled at me today. Mm. That thing has always, has just been so impactful to me. And I think oftentimes we as Christians don't realize yeah. how powerful yeah. just the joy of the Lord That's emanating good. out of yeah. us yeah, can yeah. be Beautiful. into the life of another uh -huh. person. Yeah. You know, Christians who walk around looking like they're mad or uh -huh. they're angry, yeah. upset, or yeah. just downcast. I, yeah. I just don't understand yeah. that. Yeah. Not only if you would exhibit some kind of joy yes. uh, on, your, on your face, it's, it's going to go into your heart. Yeah, yeah. And that can do wonders for you and your day. Yeah. But that story about that young girl has never left me from the time I yeah. heard it, and that's been years ago. Mm-hmm that we need to be consciously aware of how we are portraying That's good. Yeah. the existence of That's Christ right. and the yeah. Holy Spirit yeah, yeah. in us That's good. to other people. If we look as if we have no hope and we have no uh, joy or peace in us, 
how are, are we going to think that the words that we speak into to the lives of somebody is going to have an impact? Yeah. We yeah. need to understand that our brand mm -hmm. as kingdom citizens is what people see. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That gives us the inroad to be able to speak. Yeah. But we cannot walk around looking worse than the world. Yeah. With like the sucking on limbs. come on, yeah. with the power yeah. of the kingdom, yeah, right not, at our at our yeah, yeah. at our availability. Yeah. So we need to be aware of that. And when you said just what a smile can yeah. do, it just brought you know, back and, that story. And, and, and I question if you can't smile, you either listening the powers telling talking to your yeah. brain because Jesus gave you His joy. Yeah. It's one of the fruit of the spirit. Come That's on good. here, you got it. Hallelujah. Uh, mind, I guess, is him inhibiting yeah. what God has put in you or you don't have it, one yeah. of the two. And I'm on my, when I go to the center, I go to the senior center, I'm always smiling, 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 smiling. Because many times when you smile, that person will smile. Yeah. Or they're going to want, what you smiling about? There you go. And I'll tell you. There you go. Yeah. You know, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's given us joy unspeakable. Yeah. We're supposed to be exuding it. And think about, like you said, think about how you are representing the kingdom. You yeah. are an ambassador. That's right. Yeah. That's right. How are you representing the kingdom? Yeah. When they come, when they walk past you, is your mouth all tore up and frowning and everything? Something's wrong. Right. Because that's not the joy of the Lord. Right. Yeah. That is not of God. Yeah. And people can look at your face and it's all tore up and your attitude and can tell who you've been spending time with. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, you know what? You all are describing something I've been witnessing for some time now, but most recently, more. There's an angry generation out there. They are angry and bitter and, and violent. And I, I, I've been asking the Lord, you know, where is this anger coming from? Well, you, one of you just said it, that they have no hope. Mm -hmm. This is it. Mm -hmm. You know, killing, stealing, whatever it is, you know, uh, survival of the fittest, mm -hmm. all this, you know, the strong and you know, the weak and, you know, you got to be, whatever. But we've been given, as you just shared, Elder, the joy of the Lord, mm -hmm. the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah. They're going to know us by the fruit that we bear. Yeah. I hold the door, uh, like if I'm coming in out of a store or a building or something, I hold the door for someone. Mm -hmm. And I, I've seen nasty, really nasty responses, mm -hmm. not standing there waiting for them to say thank you or anything, but I'm doing it because that's part of me who I am. Mm -hmm. But I've seen the nastiness that goes with that also. Mm -hmm. But it, it doesn't discourage me. Mm -hmm. It doesn't discourage that, that okay, that's where they are. Right. Mm -hmm. But if I keep doing it, maybe one day it, it, that same person will see the same individual mm -hmm. doing the same thing. So there's a consistency yeah. uh, in what I'm hearing too. Consistency in the body of Christ that love, joy, peace, all that. Mm -hmm. The patience, the tolerance, all that that we're supposed to have. And temperance. Not to retaliate against mm -hmm. the anger and the bitterness right. and all right. that, you know, and rejoice in the things that God has given us. Uh, that's not about, because we hear some Christians talking about, well, I ain't no fake, I ain't no phony, if I feel some type of way. That, well, what you're saying is you haven't matured. So, yeah, you stay out the way. You move. Correct. Don't sit down. 
You know, don't say nothing. Uh, because whatever you say is going to be contrary to what God has given you that's to true. say. That's true. That's right. And are that's you? what you got to focus on. Uh -huh. What God is saying, are you doing it? Yeah. Yeah. Again, We're, it goes yeah. back to who is your yeah. counselor? That's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And where are you getting your understanding yeah. of how you are to navigate yeah. in this thing called life? Yeah. I'm going to read this one from James 3. Uh, I'm going to start at 13. Who is a wise man and endure with knowledge yeah, among yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Let him show out of a good conversation. That's what you're saying, Paul. Right. A good way of life. Yeah, yeah. Your attitude, right. your conduct. Right. Yeah. His right. works with meekness yeah, and yeah. wisdom. Right. But if you have bitter envying, and strife in your heart, yeah. glory not. Yeah. And lie not against the truth. Why? This wisdom descended not from above, oh, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. devilish. My Lord Jesus. For where envy and strife is, there <laughs> is confusion <laughs> and every, every evil, evil work. work. Come on. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure. Thank you, Lord. Then peaceable, peaceable. Yes. gentle, and easy <laughs> to be entreated, yeah. full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality yeah, yeah. and without hypocrisy. Yeah. So you can say, oh, well, that's just my way. Honey, that's the devil. Yeah. That's earthly, it's sensual. Yeah. It's Don't even say it. Yeah. That you know I gotta be, you know, I I'm that is not it says where there is bitter envy, strife in your heart, don't glory. Uh, no. Don't glory in that, yeah. honey. Yeah. No, no, no. Don't glory in it. Because that wisdom is not from God. Amen. Amen. And that doesn't it also say don't tell a lie. Don't lie about it. <laughs> Amen. And lie not against. Come on. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, you know, lie, don't lie. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And uh, so we. This is real, people. Yeah. We got. We got to live what we're reading. This is reality. And and we got to operate. Don't think because we are. Uh, disobedient to the way God tells us to act, that He's pleased with it. Yeah, that He's gonna sorry. wink at it. Uh -uh. You know, at your disobedience, at your arrogance. You think God gonna wink at that Silence. and let you slide? No. Yeah. yeah. And no. you cannot pray. You cannot say that you are a person of prayer mm -hmm. and you don't change. Come on. Again, I can't I can't get away from Proverbs 814. Mm -hmm. He says that he is counsel and he is understanding. Yeah, yeah. You can't spend time with him in prayer, talking to him and remain confused. That's good. No. You can't. You cannot. There's no way. You cannot. So the the praying that you're doing. Not only is it going to benefit those that you're praying for, it has to benefit you as well. Yeah. Because the more you talk to him, the more time you spend with him, the more like him you become. become. Yeah. Yes. I want to add to what you're saying, and I thought that was very powerful. Don't go to him for counsel if you're going to reject it. 
Wouldn't make sense to seek his counsel if you're not going to apply it. Or you're going to go back to your old flesh way. Yeah, yeah. I share with folks all the time when, they, when I'm doing marriage counseling that, that this counseling is to be applied. Because we're coming from the Word of God. It's not me coming up with some plan for you. God has a plan for me. That's it. So here, this is his counsel. Uh, this is what God says about marriage. This is what he's saying. Either whether you do or you don't, it's for you mm -hmm. to apply to your life, to be better man or woman or whatever it is. And you know, I'm going to tell you, uh, those that don't know Christ, they don't want to put up with your disobedient attitude and conduct. It does not help them. Yeah. You know, you, you think it's being cute. You know, well, I'm just going to be myself. I'm just going to tell it like it is. Did God tell you to tell it like it is? Uh, yeah. What did he tell you? Yeah. That's what you need to be saying. Yeah. Not what you think or going back you to your flesh conduct. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah. I would read the word of God and come out, you know, with all of that. And it doesn't do anything yeah. but hurt me and the person who has to be bothered with me. But we want to grow. We want to things to grow. We want things to move ahead and get right. And it's not going to get right unless it's done God's way. That's right. Period. That's right. Unless God is done God's way, he is the only way to do it. Yeah. There's only one way. It ain't your way, his way and then the way you feel or the way you want to do it. It's yeah. not. Yeah. Anything that's not of God is, is flesh. Yeah. If it's not Christ, it's flesh, period. Yeah. There's no middle of the road, no purgatory. That's good. It's either of God or, or it's not of God. Yeah. One of the two. And Chapter in four. Christ, there is no, there's only one reality. Mm -hmm. In Christ, there's yeah. only one. And for us to say, you, you mentioned something about, you know, people saying, yeah, well, I'm just keeping it real. Mm -hmm. No, what is real if you are in Christ, Christ. is Christ's Christ. way. That's and good. Not your, what yeah. you think and not... You're continuing to live having flesh flashes all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My truth is not the truth. Amen. Uh -uh. Unless it's Christ. That's it. It's the That's the, the, the point here. And these are things that, for some reason, the church don't want to hear this stuff. But who are they to say what the truth is? The word says what the uh -huh. truth is. <laughs> We're saying what the you word says. What the That's it. There's no conflict. We don't have to argue about it. You can believe what you want to believe, but I believe the word of God. Uh -huh. That's it. Amen. And it, I, I shared this Sunday, and, I, and I'm done. Uh, I shared this with the congregation. I've shared it before, but for some reason, the Lord had me to share it Sunday because uh, there were some new faces in there that I've been studying the word for over 40 some odd years, but I didn't start applying it until some 20-odd years ago, mm -hmm. close to 30 years. But the experience from applying it gives me the ability to share with you mm -hmm. that it works. Mm -hmm. The truth works. Mm -hmm. This word works. Mm -hmm. it, it does what it's it true. said it will do. <laughs> it gives you the ability to do what it tells you to do mm -hmm. if you obey it. Mm -hmm. well, don't read it if you're not going to. Mm -hmm. That's what I would suggest. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't even carry your big, beautiful Bible around mm -hmm. um, and put the cross on and all that decoration <laughs> that we do and have the form of godliness. Yeah. There you uh, go. Always learning, but never coming, coming to, to the, the knowledge, knowledge of the, the truth. truth. Right. Never free. 
Because if you don't come to the knowledge of the truth, you're bound. Yeah. Oh, glory to God. Yeah. We'll be talking about that on the next broadcast. Yeah, and yeah. don't try to convince somebody yeah. of something you don't believe yourself. You can't compel them. Mm -hmm. There's nothing compelling right. in your, right. your opinion. Mm -hmm. Oh, glory to God. Oh I did, I'm going to close this. Uh, uh, several years ago, we had a situation, uh, and, and, and uh, one, this one person was very upset with us. But they kept, they got, they got on, on social media, just trashed everybody, and was telling them about how God had told them that God, and they were cussing and using, and, and, and was trying to say, that they were born again and God was telling them stuff. Yeah. But the way they was portraying it, they was using profanity. They was trashing people and everything. And a person wrote in while they were, you know, because you got to comment on section on Facebook. Uh -huh. You could check it and then it got a comment section. Yeah. Comment. And the person that wrote in, wrote in to this person that was just spouting off. And they said, you are not a Christian. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I, but she's make, trying to make it seem that God is telling her all of this stuff, and she used a profanity and, and all just just trashing people yeah. and everything like that. And, and uh, I even heard one man said he's a minister, said God told him uh, what number to play. <laughs> <laughs> God told him number to play, and, and if he had a play that he would have hit. <laughs> But the thing of it, that woman wrote in, she said, you're not a Christian. You're not born again. Because if you're born again, born again people don't act like that. If you truly born again. Because one of the things about being a, a born again, you have to obey him. He said, if a man loves me, he will obey me. And if he doesn't love me, he won't obey me. So this is how you will know the difference. You will know between what is profane and what yeah, is holy. And it's quite simple. You don't have to be rocket scientist. That's good. Because you will, like Elder said, if Christ is in you, you will take on his characteristics. That's good. One of the jobs of the Holy Spirit is, is in uh, 2 Corinthians 3.18. It says, while we gaze into the mirror or the face of Jesus. I science. We are changed into that very image yes. from glory to glory by the Holy Spirit. Yes. That's good. So we need to shut it down, humble ourselves and and under the mighty hand of God and in his sight. Yeah. And then obey God. Yeah. When it comes down to uh, everything, how we conduct ourselves and in prayer. Yeah. A lot of things the Holy Spirit will reveal to you about yourself in prayer. I have had to stop the prayer and start repenting and ask yeah. God to forgive me because mm -hmm. he showed me something. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times you won't see it until the Holy Spirit shed light on you. Yeah. And then you want to repent. Yes. Ask God to forgive you. Yeah. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you not do that thing again. Yeah. And this is your intimate relationship right. that's good with God wherein he can and I was and I'm gonna share this is very important about how even though our bodies and our souls are here on the earth but our spirits are seated with Christ glory save us and I'm gonna share how that it he can transfer information 
to us from the heavenly kingdom yes. to us while we're in prayer. Mm. It's important for us to pray. It's not just that we come together and spot out our laundry list, but we get uh, information too, you know, because our spirits is the candle of the Lord yeah, or yeah. the lamp of the Lord Glory. that searches all of the inward parts of the belly. We're going to go into that on um, tomorrow by the grace of God uh, at 2.30. Uh, we're going to go into another realm of prayer. But I want you to pray for us here. Uh, pray for uh, Rivers of Living Waters broadcast. And continue in prayer. Pray about everything. Don't hold nothing back. Spend time in prayer. I used to, when I would teach my classes, sometimes I'm going to be teaching more classes because God is increasing my schedule. But I would always tell the people, if you really want to put in time with God, give him a tithe of your day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get 24 yeah. hours in a day. Get up early enough that you can give him 24 uh, hours in prayer and in study of the word. You, your life will change. Yes, you that's true. You will not be yeah. the same. And, 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 and you will find out that you won't be conformed to this world. Yeah. But you'll be transformed. You will not love the world, neither the things that are in the world. You'll get to that point where Things like, like Super Bowl, they don't excite you. Everybody getting excited. But those that spend the time, we ain't excited about the yeah. Super Bowl or, or, or about the latest uh, Hollywood star that's coming to Ohio. We ain't excited. What excites me is this work. Hallelujah. <laughs> so that's I thank true. you for that's tuning good. in. And I want you to remember what Jesus said on the day of the Feast of Tabernacles, how he told the people that if any man thirsts, or lack anything, let him come to me and drink. He that believeth in me, as the scriptures have said, out of his belly, his innermost being, shall flow rivers of living waters. This spake he of a precious Holy Spirit. God bless you. I love you. I'm praying for you. And I'll see maybe some of you tomorrow, 2.30 p.m. Here at Heavenly Host International Radio. God bless you. You have an outstanding morning. Amen.